Hey, we have a special guest today, Maddie Holcomb. She's she's an archer, and uh, our pleasure to interview her. And that's what we'll be talking about today. And today, um, my name is Roy Cantabria. I'm going to be host today on Archer Talk 101. And like I said, we're going to be uh, talking with uh, Maddie. And we're also going live in the Archery Talk 101 Facebook group. So if you're in that group, you can always go to, get on and, and make some uh, uh, comments. We can answer them live. So if we kind of sidetrack, it's because somebody had a little comment. So once again, uh, Maddie Holcomb is our guest today. And I'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us a little something about uh, yourself and how you got started in archery. Um, hi, everybody. Yeah, my name's Maddie. Um, I'm a 14-year-old archer. Um, I live in Edmonton, Edmonton, Alberta. And um, I got into archery because when I was um, four years old, I was diagnosed with something called cystic nephroma, which is a, a kind of tumor which was attached to my one of my kidneys. Um, and so luckily I went to the children's dollary hospital and they took really good care of me. And, um, turns out that my tumor was, uh, benign. So it wasn't cancerous. So then they removed it. And along with that, they had to remove my, my kidney. And unfortunately, because of that, I cannot play contact sports. Um, so that's, that's why archery is perfect for me. So. Yeah, not much contact sport in archery, is there? No. <laughs> not the only contact is if you shoot too long draw, you can hit your arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that don't, that'll feel good when you do that, does it? No, not at all. So how long have you been shooting archery? Four or five years now. Oh, okay. So you started pretty young then. Yeah, um, my dad got me my first bow when I, for my eighth birthday, so. Oh, does your dad also shoot? Yeah, he does. Oh, well, that's, that's nice that he's, he shoots as well, and uh, yeah. what, what have you been doing in archery so far? Um, so, I, sh I shoot, um, all kind of types of archery so I shoot um target field 3d um, um I haven't tried hunting it just because I don't think I quite have the the heart for it um but I so I do lots of competitions and stuff like that um do them with like my my family my friends and and stuff and Yeah, so my first competition, I completely bombed it. It was um, kind of a rough go, but I that was okay because I found that it didn't discourage me at all. I kind of found that it kind of made me want to kind of shoot shoot more and prepare myself for more more competitions before I go and stuff like that. So I found that really started me off to getting into archery and my mom and dad made a deal with me that if I were to shoot a 180 score 
then they buy me a thing at glowing knocks for my arrows <laughs> um and i got i got that um and i you know i was super happy and stuff like that um and then i went and met my coach my coach his name's um alan southwood he's from uh, calgary archery center and he he basically like picked me up and um you know he like changed my release my arrows and um some quite a bit of stuff on my form and I used all of that stuff to go to my first nationals where um I didn't I went not expecting to like win or do that great or anything but I ended up bringing um three out of three gold medals home and ended up breaking a couple uh couple records so that that was really exciting um and along with that I also brought home some pretty great friendships that I still have today and and stuff that's probably one of the things I love most about archery is like all the people that do it are so so nice and stuff it's just a really great community yeah just kind of if you're an archery you're automatically a friend yeah, basically. <laughs> I'll help each other out. I know coaches, uh, uh, they can really uh, help you out. and They can also make a lot of changes. Um, I know mm -hmm. I've been coaching since 95. So I've been coaching for about a few years and you know, help a lot of new archers out. And, you know, that a good coach that you get along with is, is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of, what kind of bow do you shoot? compound recurve longbow yeah, I, I shoot uh well, I shoot mostly compound but sometimes I also have a recurve so sometimes I'll shoot that but I do most of my competition stuff with with my compound so yeah I I, I mostly use my a compound that's mostly what I teach but uh, uh you know like you I, I have a compound um that I normally use but I also have recurves as the shoot I started out in the 60s shooting a 25 pound fiberglass recurve bow. And, you know, that's, I still have it. <laughs> yeah, I won't shoot it because the fiberglass is starting to come apart. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, you just, you just can't get rid of it. <laughs> you know, it's your first bow and, and, you know, you just kind of keep it around. Mm -hmm. So wh where do you see yourself going with your archery journey? Um, well, well, my, I've seen myself trying to, you know, if I put in an, enough hard work and dedication and stuff like that, I, my big goal is to maybe if one day go to the Olympics is kind of the direction I want to go. Um. And I'm going to the next Vegas, Vegas shoot um, for, for archery, which is like uh, my first world competition in a couple months. And so, so that's gonna, gonna be fun. Um, no, but I think, think the biggest, biggest thing 
that kind of like I want to leave behind with my archery journey is like I want to have like kind of other archers or like other young female archers like kind of see me as like their role model kind of in a way because I find that lots of times like when I go to shoots and stuff people don't really take me seriously because like I'm a I'm a young female archer and but like as soon as I step onto the the shooting line like none of that really matters because um that's kind of like my time to shine and stuff and to prove to people that I deserve to be standing there so like going to like the Olympics and stuff like that I kind of just like want to want to prove to people that like everybody can do like whatever they put their mind to kind of thing so that that's some good goals to have that as a goal to go to the Olympics and and at your age you've got a lot of time to to prepare for it and a lot of the shooting you can go to and it's really nice um what would you say to other um young ladies in you know your age group that are thinking about starting it or afraid to start it um you know just if if you really truly enjoy doing it then that that's kind of all that matters it, it doesn't matter going in like winning in competitions and stuff like that it just it matters if you, you have fun you know and like just doesn't matter what other people say kind of things just as long as you go out there and you know that you can do it and that's kind of a theme no matter where you're at it's like what you're trying to do just 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 go for it and yeah. you know don't worry about what anybody else thinks worry about what you think and if, and how you enjoy it yeah So besides your your dad, who else in your family shoots? Um, so at one point we were all shooting. Um, but so my my mom, she got like carpal tunnel or something in her wrist. So she she can't really shoot anymore, which kind of sucks because she was really good at it. <laughs> um, but me, my dad, and my younger brother all shoot. Um and I have a new new baby sister, so she can't shoot quite yet. But as soon as she's able to, I'm sure my dad's gonna be putting a bow in her hand. Yeah, that big sister show her the way, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, archery is a, a really big thing in our family. So. That's good. Uh, how much how much practice time do you put in in a week? Um. It all kind of depends. Like if I'm getting ready for a competition, I'll kind of try to try to push myself to shoot as much as I can before it. Um, like I'll probably be shooting usually like six out of seven days a week or so. Um, I have an archery range um, in my bedroom. So <laughs> yes, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So I can just go and uh, shoot down, shoot some arrows and stuff. Um, and yeah, and normally if it's just kind of like 
a break time from competitions, I'll still try to shoot as much as I can normally like three or four times a week. Yeah, three or four times a week just to keep up the skills and then yeah. And then hit it, hit it really hard right before an event to get you going. And so, so what kind of uh, steps do you go through when you're getting ready for an event? Um, well, I have a, like a mental management journal thing that like I write down um, some notes and stuff like a couple of days prior to a competition, just to like get my, myself into the, into the mindset to going and shooting um and normally like a week or so before a competition you kind of just want to taper off a little bit just so you know so your body can have a little time to relax and prepare yourself to to go shoot and stuff um yeah basically just lots and lots and lots of practice <laughs> now when you're getting on the line do you have a certain routine that you go through you know, as far as how you're holding the bow, how you're lifting and drawing it, and if your whole shot press, do you have something that you go through consistently or? Yeah, very much so. I find like almost every single time I go up there, I do try to do stuff almost exactly the same. Um, like the order that I go through stuff, like checking my feet, and, um, like put my arrow on, grab my release and stuff. I do that all sort of in the same routine, just then each shot kind of feels, feels the same. Um, and like, even if there's distractions or anything, just kind of like blocking those out or like one of the, the biggest, most important things. Um, yeah, <laughs> it just kind of like, <laughs> Before I shoot, I kind of just uh, look at the target and kind of like picture my arrow being right smack dab in the middle um, and just kind of like in my mind go through my shot before I go and actually do anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> Using visualization to visualize that arrow hitting right in the center where you want it. Yeah, that that's always a good technique because now you're putting positive vibes out there to uh, um, get what you want. Yeah, having a, a good mental game is really really important in the competitive side of archery. Just because, like, if you go into a, a practice day, you know, maybe not not feeling a hundred percent into it, and carrying that out through the whole practice it's a, definitely a lot, a lot harder to have the arrows go where you want them to. Whereas if you go into a like competition or a practice day, like, oh yeah, I'm going to do awesome today or something. Then it's a lot easier just to kind of keep that momentum going of like positive attitude and stuff like that. That's a big part of the game, isn't it? Yeah. So being only 14, how did you learn all those techniques of visualization and, and how to, you know, make things happen like that? A, a lot of it comes from my coach. Yeah, a lot of it comes from my coach and my dad, just the, they all kind of just 
tell me that, you know, just follow and, and do what you know what to do. Sounds like your dad and your coach are really, really uh, inspiration to you. Yeah. Yeah, if it weren't for them, I would not be, not be as far as I am today, so. Yeah, that's, that's always nice when you have support like that. Yeah. So anything else you'd like to tell the listeners? Hmm. <laughs> um, not, not too much. I think I went through most of the stuff that I wanted to say. Now, what do you say about those that uh, think they can do this on their own without having a coach? Uh, you know, it's like, I, I don't need a coach. I, I can do this. On, I can learn to do it myself. What do you say to them? You know, th they could probably, probably do it. Um, but it's definitely, it makes things a lot easier to have somebody, somebody there for you kind of to help you. Um, you know, just having kind of like that safeguard kind of thing. Um, but if like you truly, truly feel like you could go and do it on your own, I'm sure, sure they could. It's just a matter of how long you want to spend learning it. You can yeah. learn it on your own or you can have a coach teach in a short period of time. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's been really nice talking to you. It's, it, it's inspirational to, to see uh, someone like you that has is, is gone through some, some difficulties and, and found a sport that really, uh, you know, is, is enjoyable. It's a lifetime sport. You know, there's, there's people doing this, been doing it for 60, 70 years. And I, I know I've got one guy in the group that's been shooting bows for 70 years. And I've been doing it for, uh, almost 60 now so you know it's it's a sport that you can do you know we change things you know we may have to shoot as much weight as we do as younger but yeah so what kind of draw weight are you, are you using in your competition boat um i think i pull back like 45 pounds or so i i probably could pull back quite a bit more but i i shoot a lot of arrows at a time so, you know, I just don't really want to hurt myself or anything. And, and that that's actually, you know, quite a bit of weight for, um, you know, like young lady, your, your age, you know, a lot of adult ladies don't even pull that. Mm -hmm. So that that's good. You know, all the practice you're doing, you've got a good technique. Uh, your coach has done really good at helping you, you get there. And I know it's, uh, it's nicer because the arrow's a little bit faster and you don't have all that arc the arrow going way up and way down and mm -hmm. yeah that that really 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 helps for the 3d portion and like outside shooting because you don't want your arrows just kind of with this huge arc because then the the wind can really really mess things up quite a bit yeah the longer it spins in the air the more the wind can affect it yeah so do you mostly do um target shooting or do you do a lot of 3d shooting or 
what's kind of your mix on what you shoot? Um, so for sure during the winter, obviously I shoot a lot of a lot of target and stuff. Um and in the summer, that's when I go and do like 3D and field and, and things like that. So it's, yeah, so during the summer shooting 3D outdoor when it's nice outside and then when it's cold nasty then that's when I spend most of my time shooting target yeah kind of tough to do much 3D shooting outside in winter time where you live isn't it yeah it gets <laughs> really cold yeah it gets really cold I'm in Nebraska and, and it it can get cold here too and mm -hmm. I, I just don't like going out in the cold you, you get stiff and sore and hard to troll, draw back your bow and it's just so much nicer in the summertime especially when it's not really really hot yeah so what part of archery do you enjoy the most probably that i get to do it with like with a whole bunch of people that i enjoy spending time with i think that's probably the biggest thing That's good. Now, does your dad go to the tournaments with you then? Does he shoot or just spectator? Um, most of the times it kind of depends on the competition. Like if um no, if it's this huge, huge competition, like most of the time he'll be there behind me just to make sure like that I'm following my process and stuff, not getting in my own head, just like as uh as support. Um but you know, if he like he knows that I can go and do it myself, then he'll go and go off and shoot himself. So it sounds like a, a good dad. Yeah. So what what's your biggest struggle you've had so far? Hmm. Probably um think discrimination kind of thing I've had some problems with some people in the past of you know them not really wanting not really wanting me kind of in the sport which really sucks but yeah it's 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 a thing in every single sport like everybody has to deal with that at some point or rather so it just kind of all depends on how you can take it and kind of bounce back bounce back from it that's that's kind of the, just the biggest thing making sure that you're able to bounce back not let that you know tear you away from from doing the sport you love and stuff like that you know what you're doing you enjoy doing and don't care what anybody else thinks <laughs> yeah yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah that's, that's kind of what you need to do is just kind of look at Hey, I enjoy doing this. You don't like it. You can leave, right? Yeah. So is there, you know, is, is your dad around? Do you want to come on here and talk a little bit about your archery skills? Yeah. So I thought I I thought I heard him in the background a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get on there and meet him. <laughs> Meet this awesome dad. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Good. And 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 what is your first name? My name is Sean. Sean. Okay, Sean. 
nice meeting you. Nice having you on here. And, and I was honored to have uh, your daughter come on here on this podcast and talk about archery. And it sounds like she's doing really good. And, and I know part of it is, is uh, uh, you're doing. Uh, oh, but I'd like to. She's way better than me. She's yeah, uh, well, <laughs> she's taking it to a whole new level. So isn't that, you know, the goal of a coach or dad to make, make the, the student or the kids better than they are. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So we have when did, friendly competitions between us. Sometimes she gives me like a 13 point handicap and I still lose. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Keep it up. Right. So Sean, when, when did you start in archery? Uh, when I was younger, um, I think I was like nine or 10 when I started. Um, I don't even know what really got me into it, but uh, I just remember going to the range. I lived in Ontario, so I would drive about half hour to get to the range and then uh, um, go take lessons there. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't shoot the best, but I still enjoyed it, had fun. Um, I kind of fell out of it uh, when I was in high school. Um, and then I hadn't shot again until Maddie was looking for a sport with, like she was saying, she can't do contact sports. So, um, I suggested she try it and I bought her a bow and, uh, she tried it. She loved it. Uh, so I went out and bought myself another bow again. And then the wife got one for her birthday. And then, uh, we have three other kids. Um, so the two boys, uh, they both got bows and were shooting. And then um, youngest daughter, she's only seven months. So she has her first bow coming in the mail, but <laughs> it's not a, doesn't have it yet. So um, yeah, I've, I've just kind of had a passion for it for quite a while. So where, where do you plan on taking your archery uh, journey? I just kind of uh, play around with it. I just kind of uh, um, follow in her footsteps. I uh, just practice when she practices. And um, just, I'm just there most of the time. But uh, yeah, I'm starting to take it a little bit more serious. Like I've gone to like provincials and things like that. But not, uh, like I said, not anywhere near her level. I'm way too shaky for this. I don't know how she, <laughs> how she uh, gets it in the middle every single time. And as we get older, we get a little more shaky, harder to hold steady. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's kind of the curse of getting older. <laughs> yeah. So, what would it feel like when you're sitting in the Olympics watching or shooting Olympics? Uh, amazing. <laughs> I don't know really any other way to say that. Like uh, she's on a pretty good pathway right now. She's um, she's done a, like numerous competitions. Uh, we have them all like listed on a, a resume for her, but I couldn't even begin to list them off by like off of my head. But uh, yeah, she's done so much already that it's I'm just super proud. So. Yeah, and you should be, you know, that, that that's a lot, you know, saying a lot for for Maddie on, on her dedication to to a sport that it is really, you know, inspiration to a lot of people. And, and, and it's a good sport to learn. 
you know, you, you always, you have a skill that you can always fall back on, you know, like you did when you started out and come back to it. You might be a little rusty, but you know, that that's just something that you can pick back up. And lots of the things that I learned as a kid, I was able to kind of uh, teach to her, like having these goals and stuff. Like she went in to talk about the, uh, um, the glowing knocks that uh, she got uh, for reaching her goal of 180. So she had to yeah. shoot 180 three times in a row in order for us to give her these glowing knocks, blue glowing knocks. <laughs> and, um, it took her a couple months of pushing and pushing for this, right? And then when she finally got it, she was just so excited, so excited. And then she puts them in her arrows and then finds out she can't shoot competitions with them. <laughs> <laughs> can't shoot competitions with the glowing, glowing knocks. Right, but she used them for practice. She made a couple of videos with them. Yeah. Um, just had, had used them for a lot of fun. The batteries have long since died. Yeah. Now. Yeah, she's a, it's, it's still a good uh, reminder for her too because when she was pushing and pushing and pushing to reach this 180, now she's like shooting in the like 285s to 295s, uh, right? So it's just crazy how much better she's gotten since then. and. I just have to remind her, like, remember, you know, because she's like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. It's like, remember back then, you know, you said you couldn't do this either. Right. And then look at you, look at you now. Right. So just helps in her mental game, you know, to have those reminders. Yeah. Now, now your next goal is to get a 300. Yep. Yeah. She's done, she's almost done it in outers. So just, uh, yeah, she's, uh, so 295 is her best inners game so far. That's pretty much all we shoot up here is inners. But I you know for Vegas they do outers, so we're trying to right. trying to keep that in mind and uh, get used to that too, right? Yeah. Now for our listeners that may not be that familiar with it, what's the difference between an inner and an outer? So the inner is about the size of a, a dime. The inner target. Um, the inner ten. Um, the outer 10 is roughly the size of a golf ball, would you say? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and then the inner 10 counts as an X in those scenarios, right? Um, yeah. Games are out of 300. So 30 arrows shot at 18 meters or 20 yards. Um, yeah. Wait, waiting for your 330x yep <laughs> she's working you know, on a, it. a lot of them you know if you don't get a 300 on some of those big competitions you can't win unless you get a 300 it goes go by x count and exactly. you know one one x different is can mean first to third or something you know yeah first to 57 yeah yeah, we were looking at the looking at the results there and stuff and like uh, from previous years and it seems like there's it's pretty good competition so we're pretty excited because there's not as big a competitions up here um so like it's sometimes there's just not enough competition here although the the girls competition for compound is getting a lot more here in alberta um which is awesome um it's still it wasn't enough for a while 
So to go down to Vegas and see that there's all these girls that are shooting at her level and or better even, that's that's going to be incredible experience. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Get a little traveling in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meet a lot of new friends. Yeah. You know, like you talked about earlier. You know, that's one of the things. You know, if you're an archer, you're automatically a friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's just kind of the way you know the community is and you know, willing to help each other out, you know, if there's something you're struggling with, you know, another archer, you know, be willing to step up and say, hey, you know, here's, here's what you're doing. Um, here's what I see you doing, you know, take it or leave it, because there's a lot of opinions out there, but. Yeah, and uh, to be at an event with that many people, that many archers is just going to be incredible too. Like, uh, I think they said that they had like 4,000 archers or something like that at one point. Yeah, that's oh. yeah, that that's that's amazing, you know, how big of a group you can get together like that in, you know, just yeah. shooting bows. Um I guess she's been I, as far as 600. So <laughs> yeah. I, I know here in Nebraska we have an outdoor event um every year. And at this one, actually a lot of them, the guy lives in uh Iowa here and named Matt Stutzman. I don't know if you're familiar with who he is. No, I haven't. Uh, He's haven't the heard. armless armless archer. Oh, okay, yes, yep. We we have yeah. him on. Yeah, I I seen a video of him. You know, shooting. You know, no arms. He's you know they're just little bitty stubs. And I, I got to talk with him for quite a while at the event. And and yeah, he's 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 amazing. And you know how he got started in archery, and and it's amazing the fact that you know you can shoot with no arms. Yeah. You don't need arms to shoot a bow. <laughs> yeah. And he shoots it really well too. Like yeah. 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 He uh he went to Olympics and the, the Paralympics and the one I watched, he come in second place. You know, that's another archer. I forget what his name was now, but uh he had one arm. But you know, I was at an event and here in Nebraska, and I see this guy walking around with from the shoulder gone on one arm. Is carrying a bow. And then I seen another guy with the other arm missing carrying a bow. <laughs> and, and you know, look at him and it's like, oh, okay. So I looked a little closer at their bow. It's a little bit different. And there's a big tab on there. And I said, that's, you know, on that one, they just bite it and draw. And you're yeah. not going to shoot a lot of weight with that, you know, because your teeth have to hold it. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's an inspiration when, you know, you see somebody that is going through struggles. Uh, you know, like like Maddie, you know, she has a struggle that she went through and she found archery and it, it's amazing what that sport can do. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, yeah. The the, uh, the level that those archers are at too, right? It's just, it, it's incredible that you can get to that point. And it, it, like you said, it is very inspirational. Like for anybody to see that so yeah so do they have archery in the schools up there there's a few around the city but we just, yeah there's only like three or so yeah her, her teachers kind of learned of her success and are trying to get it into the into the school um they have like what's called the nas program i'm i'm assuming right. that's the same as down there too right yeah yeah so uh, they're trying to get that into the schools, which is a bit different. But um, currently, yeah, she doesn't have that. 
uh, option, but she is uh, already kind of eyeing up looking for scholarships and stuff like that too, that she can do post-secondary through archery. And uh, yeah, there's some pretty cool uh, um, schools down in the States actually that you guys have that I think she's pretty interested in going to. Yeah. That, that would be a, a nice little journey to coming to a different school and, you know, just shooting archery. and Yeah. Yeah, there's some, I know there's some uh, archers from here in uh, Canada, like Austin Taylor, who's shooting down at uh, uh, one of the schools there we follow. And uh, they seem to really support him very well too. So it's kind of, kind of her goal was to go through that, but. Well, it's a smaller goal than the Olympics, but. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know what we'll see you in the Olympics. We'll have to watch for it. You'll get there. But with, with your practice ethic and, and your, your just your, your attitude, I know you're going to make it there. Thank you. That means a lot yeah. Yeah, I, I can just, I can see, you know, you're going to, you're going to make it, whatever you put your mind to, you're going to be able to do. And I'm sure your dad agrees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She works really hard. So she, she definitely puts in the time that she needs to. And um, like her, her practice routine is pretty intense. Like you guys were talking about. Um, yeah. I don't go into too much detail about it, but yeah, like some, some morning she'll wake up at like 6.30 in the morning before school and shoot a couple games of on her recurve. And then in the evening she'll shoot her compound. And then, uh, um, yeah, she'll have like certain days where she's just working on conditioning, just getting as many arrows as she can through. Then other days she'll work on like her precision. Some days, you know, we've had to go to the gym a few times. That's pretty important too. <laughs> so, yeah, keep keeping that strength up in the whole body helps out a lot too, doesn't it? Kind of evening it all up too, right? So you're not just getting one arm that's huge and one arm that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like like Popeye arm and one and and, and nothing in the other one, right? <laughs> exactly. So you got to kind of keep up on it all. Yeah. Well, and you, you get pretty good back muscles when you're drawing back too, because you're using the back all the time when you're drawing it. And and, yeah. and that that really strengthens those up too, and it helps out everything too. Yeah, you should tell them about uh, you arm wrestling all the boys in the class. <laughs> <laughs> and you're beating them, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Kind of kind of makes some uh, not want to mess with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're shooting, you know, like the recurve and the compound, uh, are you changing a little bit of your mental state when you pick up the two different bows or how is that working? Um, kind of. Um, you know, I, I still want to keep like that, the positive attitude of, you know, even if there's one shot that's not not as good it's okay just look past it but like vi like the visualizing aspect of it and stuff changes quite a bit 
um, since like, the bows and when you shoot them are like almost completely different. Um, but the actual mental part usually stays somewhat similar. Um, just the actual physical part of picking up the bow and stuff changes quite a bit. A little bit different bow. Now on your recurve, do you use sights on it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she has a, an Olympic recurve there um, all set up. Um, what was what it, what it called? It's, I know it's a Hoyt. I'm not sure what the model number is, but um, it was uh, it's one the, the Formula XI or something. Yeah, something something like that. So it's, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good bow. Um, and she has a black gold sight for it stabilizers yeah stabilize stabilizers that are so big that like when i'm walking off the line or something sometimes i'll feel like i'm gonna take someone out with them <laughs> yeah some of those are the, the olympic style recurves man sometimes they have long old stabilizers on them and and, and everything else and sights and and all mm -hmm. that you know my recurve i shoot without sights and i pick mm -hmm. i have a different mindset when i'm picking up the recurve is do the compound you know i can't shoot a compound without sights i just it just this mental block that i have you know mm -hmm. i completely instinctive you know pick up the recurve i'm not looking for sights i'm focusing on where the arrow's going to go and, and you know just adjust your body to, to to hit and then with the compound i draw back like my anchor point and looking at you know the the kisser button and the nose and the sights and all that and uh, it's just a different weapon i just different mental uh, attitude between the two and you know that's why i was wondering you know because you shoot wonder day me what it down at night and and that's how i switched between two different styles and i was wondering if you had much variation in that yeah some sometimes uh, i find too when i shoot my recurve in the morning and then i go to draw back my compound um later um i'll pull back my compound and i'll pull it back like so easy and i'll be like whoa hold on <laughs> something's wrong here. Some, something's not right but it's just because the recurve it's like it takes so much more like energy and stuff to pull back and hold it there hold it there and stuff um compared to the compound where you drop back and you're not holding all that weight there no let off yeah so what weight is your recurve um i think it's like 25 24 yeah now is that what you actually pull back at your draw length or is is that what it's rated at that's what it's rated at um right at i think with her draw length it ends up being at like almost 30 but yeah i have really yeah, we we, we tease she has gorilla arms. <laughs> what what is your draw like? Like 29. It's I think 28 and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, 28 20 and a half. So yeah, she's getting up there. <laughs> she's yeah. Up there, so. yeah. Yeah, with 28 and a half inch draw like that gives you a little bit more uh, draw weight than what it's rated at. Yeah. It's about three pounds per inch is what they, you know, they, they judge it at. Okay. 
and and are rated at normally at 28 inches a draw length. Okay. So so you're you're no. you're probably pulling 25, 25, 26 somewhere around in there. You're probably right right from the beginning. She went to a, a top camp in BC and they they measured everything. So I know she knows the numbers. I'm I'm not as familiar with them. So her coach uh, really pushes for her to learn the recurve. Where I'm not as familiar with the recurve, I'm uh, more of a compound guy. So I I try to help where I can, but it's not a not as not as good as they are. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of tough to uh, um, when you're not used to shooting a, a recurve to help coach her much, but. Yeah. You know, one of the things she could do is just listen, you know, watch her coach, how she's, how he's teaching her. And, and then. It's pretty know, much that. I, I try to mirror it a little bit. I try to right. echo, echo it, I should say. You know, and then, and then Maddie, when you have an, having struggles, you know, just think back of what, what your coach said and, mm -hmm. and do this and that. I know um, I had a, a couple come in one time when I was working at the archery store and I was teaching her how to shoot. And he had shot. She was just new at it. And he kept trying to tell her stuff and because he didn't know what he was doing. And I taught her how to shoot because, you know, the ideal archery student is a female. Uh, you, you know, so, you know, guys, sometimes we don't have this attitude that anybody can teach us anything. Well, yeah. so I taught her how to shoot. She come back, uh, you know, a few weeks later. And she was out shooting him. She would pick which part of the X-ray to put it in. She said, every time he tried to tell me something, so I had Roy sit on my shoulder telling me what to do. So she just mentally visualized me telling her exactly what to do. And she's able to execute it. You know, and that's where when you, you know, Maddie, when you start talking about the visualization, you know, I've used a lot of that in, in, in my teaching as well. Uh, you know, you've got to visualize what you want. And, and it's just everything else that you're doing, visualize what you want and you can make it happen. Pretty sure she has in her mind um, me and her coach saying, keep your bow hand up, keep your bow hand up all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have a tendency to drop, especially those scraping long stabilizers. They're just so heavy. Yeah. So getting her to push through is a, a big thing too. Um, that's one thing we learned from, uh, her coach and just from watching how to do proper push pull and, um, just let that bow explode when it goes off. Right. Right. And, and, and that's, that's what I teach, you know, basically what I teach is cause I'm, I've been an archery instructor since 95 yeah. and yeah, I teach the same thing. The Olympic archers are using, yeah, cause it works and, right. and and I teach, you know, when, when you're shooting, that hand should go straight to your target. If it doesn't, you're throwing it off. And, you know, especially, you know, I had 20 plus years of martial arts and it all just kind of works in together, you know, how, how you're efficient in your motion. And, and, you know, that's why a lot of times I start teaching somebody asking, do you have any martial arts experience? Because it helps solve some of the questions that I'm going to ask and, and, you know, the techniques because they're already used to it. And, you know, that's just, just some of the things that you go through, you know, that you can get, learn with coaching. And, you know, one of the things that, that I have, because I always have the uh, Arch Talk 101 Facebook group that I run, mm. um, which you guys are welcome to join. Uh, I'll leave a link in the description of, on this podcast, but yeah, I can also send you the link to it as okay. well. 
and, and there we have all kinds of different archers all over the world. Uh, you know, some of them for the countries that they're from, I have to Google it because I've never heard of them. <laughs> you know, these little little bitty countries, you know, amongst, you know, big old areas and cities that I haven't ever heard of. And, you know, it, it's just, it's just a community. We all just kind of talk together and, uh, you know, and then I also have a coaching program. I do online coaching, uh, you know, because it's a little, little more convenient. I can teach anybody, anybody, anywhere. And I offer a free 50-minute consultation call, you know, to see if archery coaching is for you. And, you know, of course, Maddie, you have, you have an excellent coach. And, and, you know, so there's probably not much I could help you with, but there are other kids out there that, that could help, you know, I could help, you know, or adults, um, you know, a little more difficult with the kids that the parents have to be involved in it, uh, yeah. you know, but, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's something that I offer and, and that's free and I'll leave a description, you know, link to the, the form to fill out uh, to, you know, book a call with me. That's and, awesome. You know, yeah. you know, it, you know, it just, it just so much fun teaching and then doing it online. And I, I know that when I was setting this up for being online, my, my first guy I was talking to, uh, I was talking to a messenger and he said he didn't have any coaches anywhere around him. So I said, well, you know, I'm thinking about putting together an online coaching program. I'll coach you for free just to see how it works. Well, it turned out he was in Italy. Wow. So my very first online coaching student was in Italy. Wow. And, and, yeah, and then when I started, you know, I had the group, there was one of the guys in the group that was was struggling and I got him on a Zoom call, you know, because I do my coaching, you know, through Zoom calls like this. And I spent an hour with him and he went from probably, you know, six inch groups to three hours touching just in a matter of, uh, you know, a few weeks. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's the kind of stuff that coach can do. And 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 Maddie, as you see, and, and Sean, as you see, you know, coaching, yeah. Could he have got there? Possibly. How soon? <laughs> you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, that hmm. coach is going to get you there a lot quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I would and like to thank you, Maddie, for somebody that can see from the outside and right. see what you're doing, right? Because lots of times right. when you're trying to you, you can't see uh, your elbows just out of line or something, right? You're like, what is going on? It drives you crazy for a couple of weeks. And then just somebody stands behind you, you're like, Hey, your elbow is just out of line, right? And you're struggling with your left and rights, and yeah, yeah. And, and that's where you know videotaping yourself, you know, yeah. can really help because now I'm looking at at me shooting as an instructor because I can't see what I'm doing as well while I'm doing it. I don't know that my elbow is here, but it should be here. You know, I can feel the difference, but yeah. you know, I might. I might be out of, out of line and, and that's where, you know, we go through, you know, videotape yourself shooting and then, and then go back and, and critique it. You know, I don't know if, if you do that now or not, but that's yeah, something you might look at too. Phone yeah. video. It's full of archery stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it can really help out a lot. I know when I was first learning back tension release that the guy had, um, you know, that was back when, well, in, in 95, uh, there wasn't all these fancy cell phones. You know, mm -hmm. you had the big old cameras and VCRs and, you know, and stuff like that. So video, 
yeah, videotaping yourself and playing it back is, it, you know, was not generally much of an option. So, you know, we had to start off with, I'm going to watch you shoot, try and see something. I'm going to watch you again. I'm going to watch it multiple times and try and pick up. I'm going to watch one thing at a time. Like I might watch your hand placement. What are your hand does, you know, do you, are you grabbing the bow when you shoot, you know, and then, but I can't see, are you lined up right? Nice thing about the video is we can go back and we can watch all those things, replay, replay, and watch the whole thing. And, and it just really makes it a, a, a lot, you know, a lot better now that we have, you know, cameras that we can record this stuff on there. One of the uh, biggest game changers for us was getting this slow motion camera. So we got uh, one that goes about eight times slower than our phones can do. And uh, oh, yeah. Um, she's made several videos on uh, just shooting random things with that, like uh, Christmas balls and stuff that look so awesome in slow motion. <laughs> but uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just seeing like, uh, hey, is this fletching hitting off my uh, dropway rest or something, right? Just being able to time everything just perfectly with that and just check everything, right? Right. It's, it's a big game changer, too. Yeah, just like the smallest things can can affect you so much. Seeing that little that little twitch in the hand when you when you're shooting, right? Yeah. Just yeah. Trying to catch that to see if you're actually doing it, like if you're going to putting that tension in your hand that you don't want to kind of torque the bow, right? So you can really see see that with that uh, camera, whereas like trying to do it off a phone, it's not as easy, but. Right. Some of the new phones have some pretty good slow motion in them, but, you know, to have an actual slow motion camera, you can go frame by frame. It, it yeah. is really, really an advantage and there. And like, like you're saying about like hooking up to things like it's really, really convenient because it hooks up to your phone uh, through Bluetooth. So you can actually record it on the uh, camera, and then view it on your phone. So you can actually, you know, do your slide and scroll it really slow and you slow it down even further from there, right? So, yeah, I, I know in the past to see if you're fletching and hitting, you would put talcum powder on your rest and see if it wipes it off. Yeah, <laughs> but then you get this dust of powder, and okay, in fact, shooting it, knock it off, or do you actually the fletching hit it? And you know, yeah. you, you kind of get that perfect alignment on the fletching. And you know, I have a little bit more of a challenge because I, I shoot feathers still. Oh, okay, yeah, so I still shoot feathers on, on everything. I, I don't shoot veins. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I guess I started out with feathers and they just didn't like to change. <laughs> I don't think you've ever tried feathers, have you? No, I haven't. They look really cool. They do. Yeah, especially when you get some uh, uh, barn feathers or something. You're like, here's, I don't know if we can see it too well here. You know, orange and, and orange barred feathers, you know, that's one scheme oh. that I have for, for my one son's arrows. Yeah. And then here's here's a couple of yellow barred feathers and a gray one. You know, th this is actually a gold tip carbon arrow, which is wood grain. So it looks like you're shooting wood, but you're not. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's just so much so much needed to have uh, feathers. Like I got a stack of them in the in the back here that my son brought over my other son's arrows, and I just stuck them back here. I haven't done anything with them yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that, that's how it goes. You know. Okay, we need to fix these. We need to fix these. And he's got a bunch of arrows he needs to fix. He's down a few of them. And so, 
you know, it's always fletching. And when I had my store, of course, I had a lot of fletching jigs. And now I'm down to um, like eight bits and burgers and four other plastic VPE ones. And I've had I've had more of them, but you know, I don't need all them because I'm not fletching massive amount of arrows. <laughs> yeah. We used to uh, gather up all of our arrows that we broke and we'd take them down to Calgary where her coach was. And um, that's who was uh, sponsoring her too, right? So you would fix up all of her arrows every time. We'd try to make it down there once or twice a month. Um, it's about a three-hour drive for, for us from Edmonton to Calgary. So, um, yeah, we take these big piles of arrows lots of times down and be like, yeah, we have all these to get fixed. And um, it, was, it was nice that we didn't have to do it ourselves, but unfortunately they closed down now. So now we have to, uh, we have to learn how to do that. Yeah. It, it's not hard and it's fun yeah yeah see it seems like fun it seems like something we can do we've got gotten quite a the quite a bit of the stuff so far we uh we have a couple of jigs being set aside for us for uh when they go through everything so we'll, we'll have some jigs some helical and some straight and yeah yeah i i have uh bits and burgers and i have uh, both the straight clamp and right helical clamp and then there's two different type receivers one if you want to do cock feather down or out you know, like, like for, you know, your recurve, you're going to do it one way and your compounds another way because the rest is different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and nice about the bits and burgers, you can take that helical clamp and you can put it on a carbon arrow because you can offset it so that it's it's helical, but it slides to fit on that little skinny shaft. <laughs> yeah. yeah she, her, big, uh, her big arrows for indoor are helical spine, but her uh, outdoor is uh, straight. Straight. So. So that's uh, that's just how her setup is right now. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's been a lot of fun talking to to you too about archery. It's it's always nice to hear some of these nice stories, and um, I'm I'm sure glad Maddie you decided to uh, come on the the podcast with us and and talk to us, and uh, I'm glad to see your dad, you know, joined us as well. You know, I thought I heard him in the background a couple of times. Let's let's get him on here too. <laughs> I, I was listening in and giggling a little bit. I, I know she's, <laughs> yeah. she's really nervous. Uh, this is her first time doing anything like this, so yeah. So. Hey, you you did good. <laughs> you, you know, and, and part of it's you know just you know just be yourself. Talk about what you want to talk about, and mm. and, and that's 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 always the fun thing about archery. Is we can always talk about archery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's always something we could talk about on it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I I probably annoy all the guys at work talking about it all the time. Yeah, yeah, that, that's something that we sometimes talk too much about it. <laughs> no, <Nah, Yeah>. we don't. <laughs> just the right amount. Yeah, just the right amount. <laughs> so anyway, this podcast it'll post next Monday. Okay, um, I I've got it scheduled to come on there, and uh, you can watch it on Spotify. Um, and I can I can send you a link to it, and so you can you can watch your your interview, as well as uh, um, I'll leave a link in the description for the um, for the Facebook group as well as the um, to get the form to fill out for a consultation call uh, in the description down there. And if you have any questions, you know you can always get a hold of me. Uh, there's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me either on the Facebook group. I'm on there every day. 
uh, or you can message me or, or however you want to do it. But yeah, I'd encourage the any archer to get in that group because we've got quite a few people out there. There's, there's over 500 members right now. And yeah, and there's there, there's all kinds of stuff. But, you know, people want form reviews. We do that. Uh, you know, if you technical questions, we answer some of those. Just whatever, you know, whatever questions archers have, you know, whether it's your first one getting your first bow uh, to somebody that's, you know, at your level or even higher. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just a group where we can get in there. And we can talk about archery. Uh, there's no sales going on in there. You know, if I if he see somebody posting a, a link to something, and it gets deleted. You know, so it's I try to make it a safe place for archers to get there and talk about archery and learn. Um, like I always say, that the only bad question is the one you haven't asked yet. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yeah, because if you have a question, it's only bad if you haven't asked it. Once you ask it, because it's something that you didn't know or wanted to know. And there's always somebody out there that can answer pretty much any question you have. Yeah. So. Well, awesome. That's thank you for doing this, and yeah, thank you for having us on. I know it's a little impromptu you having me come in here, but yeah. <laughs> thank and, you. And I think let's let's see. Was it today your birthday? Um, two days ago. Two days ago. Okay. I know it was pretty close. I couldn't remember because <laughs> I didn't yep. see it come through and. Yeah, you know, that's how I seen your name. You know, we've been friends on on Facebook, and and I like to you know talk to everybody at least you know once a year. And you said you had just got your driver's license. Yeah. Yeah, she just got her learners, so now uh, we get to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> so I well, taught her actually, now we got to teach her how to drive. Yeah. Well, if if you put your mind to learning how to drive like you do in archery. You'll be an excellent driver. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think she's uh, she's tried it a couple times in like when we picked up our trailer in like their parking lot, but she's done great. She's nice and smooth. So we'll see how that translates onto the road when it's uh, not so slippery out there. Yeah, right now might not be the best time to go out there and learn. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, snow and ice. It was minus forty when uh, just the other day. So she uh, we it was like rushed from the car into the into the registry to do the, the exam and then back up to the car and then home <laughs> yeah and one day my oma dropped me off from uh i do curling for school it's just like something else and once she dropped me off and i was getting out of the car and i stepped down and i fell and like scraped my back against the like step thing you step onto to get into the truck is because oh. it was so icy that I, I didn't fall on the ice when I went to go curl, but I fell on the road getting out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that darn ice. Yeah. It gets you every time, won't it? Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're not expecting it. Yeah. Yeah, well, you jump out of the road, you don't expect it to be a skating rink. <laughs> yeah. So, and you can literally cool. Yeah. But put your skates on when you get out of the truck, right? <laughs> Except that don't help much either. Yeah. It's a design to glide on the ice. <laughs> well, anyway, Sean and, and Maddie, I'd like to thank you for, for being on the podcast. It's been been really good chatting with you. And mm -hmm. you know, we'll I'm sure we'll talk later. You bet. Uh, when when you uh, let us know, you know, how you're doing in some of your your events. 
you know, get in that Facebook group and 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 post, you know, what you did, you know, upload some pictures uh, of your shooting and, and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that, that's something you can do and, and, you know, just, just, just have fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds great. We'll definitely join. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, once again, my name is Roy Canterbury. I've been your host today on Archery Talk 101 and with our special guests, Maddie and, and Sean Holcomba. And we'll talk to you guys later and we'll see you next week. Thanks.